Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're doing well. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in the state of Texas. It is Thursday morning, July 30th. The summer is almost, well, it's almost over. Well, all the way through July, and now we just have to survive August. When I grew up in Michigan, summers were exciting because the weather was nice. Now that I live in Texas, I look forward to summer being over because it's so, so hot. But we're almost there. So wherever you are, thank you for joining me today, and I hope you're doing well. Today, I thought we would take a look at, at a very important question. What is love? Jesus tells us to love our neighbor, but what does he mean? What is love? And so St. Paul actually writes in 1 Corinthians 13 what love is. And, you know, I'm sure St. Paul sat down and decided, hey, if I write this thing, I'm sure that it'll be read at every Christian wedding from here on out. So that's what I'm going to do. No, that's not why he wrote it. But uh, that's what we're going to study this morning. What is love and what does the Bible tell us love is? So let's take a look at what uh, Paul says about love. First, first, why did Paul write this? Okay, Paul did not write this to be something read at weddings. No, he wrote this because the, the church in Corinth, the Corinthians, they were looking at different spiritual gifts and they were ranking people based on their spiritual gifts. So if you could talk in tongues, you were the best. You were the superstar, right? Uh, and if you had other spiritual gifts that wasn't, well, you just weren't as important. So Paul is writing this to say, listen, God gives us spiritual gifts so that we can use those gifts to love one another. And if we're not using those gifts to love one another, if we're using those gifts to put ourselves above one another, well, then we're misusing that. All that matters is that we have the ability to love. He says, uh, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am a, only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I don't have love, I am nothing. I am nothing. So, uh, so he tells them how to love. And so this is Paul's 14 things that you need to do, six, you, six to do and eight not to do. 14 things. If, if you do these 14 things, you will be somebody who loves others. Plain and simple. These 14 things. That's it. It's just 14 things. Six things to do, eight things not to do. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk about what he means when he says the word love. The ancient Greek language had four different words that we translate as love. Uh, and so there's eros. I'm sure you've heard this before. It refers to sexual love. We, with we, this word we say erotic, right? That's where it comes from. Uh, there's storge, S-T-O-R-G-E, which refers to family love, uh, the love between a parent, child, brother, sister, uh, that type of love. There's philia, which is brotherly love. Friendship, you know, uh, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Uh, and then there's agape, which is the fourth kind of love. It's a love that loves without changing. It's a self-giving love that gives without demanding or expecting repayment. And so it's the type of grace that Jesus shows us. It's, it's I am giving this to you and I expect nothing in return. And it's a love that's so great that that it continues even when it's rejected. You can reject me, you can tell me you don't want me, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna stop loving you. So that is the kind of love that Paul writes here, is this, this love that Jesus had for us is the kind of love that we are called to have for one another. Now that's really difficult, that's really difficult, but he gives us a step-by-step -step guide on how we can do that. 
we only hear we usually only hear this at a wedding, right? And then we talk. But I, I think out of the context of a wedding, this is a really, really important text. This is a really, really scripture, really important piece of scripture that we all need to look at a lot. So it starts by saying love is two things. Love is two things. It says love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is kind. I think one thing that we can all use a little bit more of in this world is patience and kindness. Patience and kindness. And, and that's not hard. It's not hard to be patient. It's not hard to be kind. But so, so often it's easier to be impatient, right? Uh, it's, it, it's easier to be impatient. It's easier to be annoyed. But typically when we're impatient and when we're annoyed, we're what? We're focused on ourselves and the problems we have and all the things we have going on. And we want to figure out a way to, to get beyond what, you know, the, this thing, uh, you know, to move on. Be, and, and, you know, we're, we're impatient. You know, it's like sitting at the DMV, sitting, waiting for your driver's license. It's like, come on, I know I have to be here. I know I have to do this, but let's get this over as quickly as possible because I have other things I need to do. Right. Um, you know, and so, you know, it's this this impatience. Love is patient. Love is patient. Love allows someone to make a mistake and say, you know, what, it's OK. Take your time. Don't rush. Don't rush on my account. It's OK. I'm patient. I'll be OK. It's important to have patience. And so, you know, the question, when are when are we impatient? When are we impatient? We'd love to hear from you in the comments. What when do we struggle with impatience the most? We'd love to hear from you. Let me know when, when are you most impatient? Uh, is it when we're waiting for food? Is it when we're, well, you know, when is it? When we're waiting for what? Are we impatient right now, right? Quarantine is a call for patience, right? Let this virus thing pass. You know, and it's so hard to be patient. It's so hard to stay home. It's so hard to have our life interrupted. We want to return to life. We don't want to be patient. Love is kindness, Love is kindness. Uh, simple acts of kindness. You know, what makes someone kind? What makes someone kind? I want you to think of the, the kindest person you know. What makes them kind? What makes the kindest person you know kind? What makes them? Do they help you? Do they encourage you? Do they support you? Do they not get angry when they have an opportunity to? Do they just... Are they patient? Is that what kindness look like? Patience? What does kindness look like? How can we show kindness in every opportunity, in every, every opportunity of life, in every conversation we have, we have an opportunity to show kindness. How can we do that? How can we do that? Now, now being unkind is one thing, right? There's kindness, there's unkind, and then there's just the middle where we just, you know, really don't care. Like, you know, we, we go through our life and we try, you know, we just, we don't go out of our way to be kind. Um, D says, kindness is someone who listens with no judgment. Yes. Sounds like a Stephen minister, someone who's trained, someone who, someone who knows how to listen. Listening is something that we all need to be taught. Amen. That's something that we need to work on. Listening does not come naturally. Because listening is a selfless thing. Listening is a giving of yourself. It's giving yourself. And it's not saying I'm going to fix your problem. It's just I'm going to listen and I'm not going to judge. And I'm going to let you say what you need to say. I'm going to let you share your feelings. I'm going to let you get it off your chest, whatever you need to get off your chest. And I'm not going to judge you. And I'm not going to get angry. 
And I'm not going to try and fix it. I'm just going to listen. It is a giving of yourself. Amen to that. Um, always helpful, sweet, loving. Yes, patient. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, that's right. That's good Good stuff, Claudia. Um, all right. So then if those are, the, the, the text says those are two things love is. And then immediately Paul goes into eight things love is not. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Eight things. Eight things that we all struggle with. Okay, so let's take a look at these. The, the eight things love is not. First, it does not envy. Love does not envy. Envy is one of the most dangerous of all the sins. It really accomplishes nothing. Envy led to the murder of Abel. Cain killed Abel, Genesis chapter 4, because he envied him. Envy enslaved Joseph. Joseph's older brothers were envious of Joseph, and so in Genesis 37, they sold him into slavery. Envy put Jesus on the cross. The religious leaders were envious of the power that he had and the the way that he had uh, the charisma that he had and the way people followed him, and so they put him on the cross. Envy and jealousy are dangerous, and they never lead to something good. They never lead to something good. Now, you can, be, you can see what someone else has. You can see a, a gift someone else has. You can see someone else's ability, and you can say, I want that. I want to be able to hit a golf ball that far. Or I want to be able to shoot a jump shot like that. Or, and so I'm going to work on it. It's okay to be motivated like that. It's okay to be motivated so that you can improve, but, but to say, I want what you have. I want what you have instead of, I respect what you can do and I'm going to work so that I can do that too. But no, I want to take from you what you have. That's where it gets dangerous. That's where it gets dangerous. It says, love does not boast and it is not proud. Love does not boast. Um, and, and I think it was uh, Phyllis who said, someone who is willing to help others without fanfare. The, the, uh, the heart that says, I want to help and I don't want any recognition. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to tell others about all the things that I've done. I don't want to do it. I don't want it. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to boast. I don't want to say things that aren't true. I don't want to make others think that I'm better than I am. As a matter of fact, I'd rather they think that, uh, that I, I would rather, you know, love is humble in that way then. Love is humble. It's, you know, do the right thing and don't expect anything in return. That's uh, that, that's so important. Uh, love is not proud or puffed up. Uh, to be puffed up is to be arrogant or it's and self-focused to, you know, I, I see this as kind of both, uh, both as one, do not boast, do not be proud, do not be puffed up. You know, there's, there's things that we can be proud of. There's things that we can, accomplishments, and we can be proud of our children. We can be proud. My nephew, my nephew, I found out yesterday, my nephew uh, got a, a scholarship to go to college to play video games. He got a half scholarship to go to college to play video games. He's going to a four-year university, and he's getting a scholarship for half his tuition to play video games. And my sister said, I can't believe all this time when I was yelling at him for playing video games, he's getting a scholarship to play video games. I mean, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. He's going to – I mean, video games, what, what do you – you know, hey, that. It's something he loves to do, and he's getting a scholarship to do it. I mean, I'm I'm proud of him, uh, but uh, you know, and 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 I want to brag about him, 
I want to brag about him. He's he he does done great things, and you know he's just I'm just so proud of him. But um, but I don't want to brag about myself. I don't want to brag. Uh, I, I I'm proud of a lot of things that I've accomplished in my life. But uh, I you know I I don't want to be love is not a bragger, because when we brag, we're talking about ourselves. That is that is the type of of, of attention that is centered on ourselves. It's all about me 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 me, and it's not about others. And love is about others. Now we can be proud of the things we've done. We can be, you know, grateful for the for the good things that have happened to us. But love is about others. Love is about others. And so, as people love you, they're going to want to know, and it's okay to talk about it. But but uh, to just to puff yourself up, uh, if it's just not what we're called to do. And and I'm going to talk about that in my sermon uh, this Sunday. Okay. So what else is love? Lo- love does not dishonor or behave rudely. Uh, where there is love, there will be kindness and good manners. So love is not rude. Love is not rude. Uh, there's Rudeness happens all the time. Uh, love dishonors all the time, tries to make others feel less important, try to make the, you know, but, but that's not what love does. Love builds up. Love encourages. Love does not tear down. Love is not rude. And, and so often uh, we all need a little help to not be rude. I know uh, I... Uh, when quarantine started and, you know, things happened, I, my stress level was up and I was just, uh, uh, I overreacted to some things and, you know, love, I know that's not love. It says love is not self-seeking. Love is not all about me. Love is not about me. It, it's like being Jesus in the most basic way, being living a life that is centered on others, lifting them up, building them up, Letting, know, letting them know that they are cared for, letting them know that they are loved instead of having it all be about me. It's so easy to live a life where it's all about me. We're the center. We're the main character in the story. And it's all about me and my trials and my tribulations and my triumphs. But that's not what love is. Love is putting others first. It's putting others first. And that's, this is one of the verses that I look at that I talk about in premarital counseling. It's, you know, if for a healthy marriage, for two to become one, both put the other first. So if I put my wife first and she puts me first, then we're both first in someone's life. It's just not our own, right? And so we're constantly doing things to make each other's lives easier, right? We're constantly doing things uh, to let uh, let them know that they are cared for, let them know that they are loved. So love is not self-seeking. This next one, so, oh man, this is what our world needs right now. This is the verse, this is the verse our world needs right now. Love is not easily angered. Love is not easily angered. Now, it doesn't say love does not become angry. Part of being in a relationship with anyone is being angry when you get hurt, right? But love is not easily angered. Love is not easily angered. Love chooses grace, until there comes a point where you have to be angry, right? There's, there comes a point where you just have to be angry. But love chooses grace. Love isn't easily angered. In those moments where you have a choice between anger and grace, choose grace. That's what love is. And the people of God, the people of God, Christians, this is who we are. And this is what we can be right now. This is how we can have an impact on the world. By not being easily angered. By choosing grace. Because grace has been given to us. And this is how we love, by choosing grace. Just go on Facebook and you find people going back and forth. And it's like, where's the grace? There's no, there's no grace on Facebook. It's like, I want to start my own social media called Gracebook. Let's, let's start Gracebook. 
and just have it be a place that's affirming and uplifting and kind and, and, and loving and place where people can go and feel better about the world. Maybe that's, maybe that's a, that's a million dollar idea. Somebody start that grace book. I'll sign up for it. It's a place where we can go and where we can be kind to one another instead of arguing about things and all that stuff. We don't need to be easily angered. So often I have conversations with people where they're up, up in arms about something. And I'm like, how's that going to impact your life at all? Well, it's not. Why are you angry about it? Let it go. I mean, that anger is something you're going to carry around for no reason. For no reason. Love keeps no record. Love, for, love forgives. Love lets go. Love lets go. Uh, the literal translation here is love does not store up the memory of any wrong it has received. It puts away the hurts of the past. It moves on. Love moves on. Love forgives and moves on. Right? Sometimes we say we forgive, but we don't move on. But love moves on. Love lets go. Because when we forgive, we realize we're really helping ourselves as much as anyone. We're letting go of that emotional baggage that we carry. And so we let go. Love lets go. Love moves on. Love doesn't, love doesn't hold Love doesn't hold grudges. Love doesn't wish the worst on somebody. Love moves on. Love says, okay, I'm over it. It's okay. We all make mistakes. I made, I've made mistakes too. We're moving on. It's okay. Love lets go. Love moves on. It says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Rejoices in the truth. Love can always stand with and on truth because love is pure and good like truth love is tr- so love tells the truth love tells the truth in a loving way right love and truth go together like apple and crust for apple pie i don't know, pepperoni and cheese whatever love and truth go together love does not lie and it does not delight in evil love does not see evil and say ooh cool it says nope that's that's wrong that's evil you know, a couple of weeks ago in a sermon, I said, it's not my job to tell you what you should be offended by. It's my job to tell you what's a sin. And it's up to you to decide how offended you're going to be by sin. Right. And so love does not delight in evil. Love tells the truth. And the truth is, you know, hey, that thing is a sin. It's what it is. It is what it is. You know, I can't. I can't do anything about it. I, I, I can't make you be offended by it. I can just tell you the truth. And so that's what love does. It tells you the truth in a non-judgmental way, right? This is a, hey, we're just telling the truth, but we don't delight, we don't delight in evil. And then Paul says four more things that love is. So we've got uh, two things that it is, patient and kind, eight things that it isn't, because sometimes it's easy to explain what something is by saying what it isn't. And then four more things that love is. So these are the 14 things. It always bears, um, always protects, so... Uh, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So it protects. Love protects, right? Love is protect. Love is laying down your life for somebody, protecting. And that's what Jesus did, to lay down one's life. Um, love is the Apostle Paul allowing himself to be arrested and flogged even though he was a Roman citizen because he was protecting those who weren't Roman citizens. Love protects. Love believes, trusts, 
love trusts. It believe it's love trusts others. Love gives people the benefit of the doubt. Love gives people the benefit of that. It's so easy to imagine that every person you meet is a bad person, right? And they have bad intentions. But love gives people the benefit of the doubt. Love trusts people. Love hopes. Love has confidence in the future. Love says tomorrow is going to be better than today. Love says the world is moving in the right direction. Love says that, you know, when Jesus returns, all is going to be well. And until Jesus returns, the Spirit is doing amazing stuff here. The Holy Spirit is continuing to transform the face of the earth. Love says that forever we're going to get better all the time. And love perseveres. It endures all things. Uh, It bears all things, believes all things, hope all things. Man, it's hard to persevere sometimes. It's hard to have stamina. It's easy to give up. It's easy to want to quit. You know, this this quarantine is stuff, something that we need to persevere, right? To endure, to say, I'm going to do what's best. I'm going to do this because it's what's best for my, me and my family and for the people who I love. And it's helping me love my neighbor, right? Uh, and so love endures. Love says, I am going to, uh, I am going to continue on as difficult as it may be love endures. If you ever feel like quitting, if you ever feel like giving up, if you ever feel like it's not working for you, endure, you know, endure. Love is with you and love endures. Know that you are loved, know that God is with you and know that you can and will persevere because sometimes the only thing we have is the love of God and that's enough. And that's enough. Okay. So that is what the 14 things that love is. Six things it is, eight things it's not. That is what love is. And so I've been, I've heard it said the best way to understand this is to say, you know, Jesus is all these things. So Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy, does not boast. Jesus keeps no record of wrongs. Uh, and so this is a perfect explanation, a perfect description of 14 things about Jesus. Six things Jesus is, eight things he's not. And so that I've heard people say, and I don't know if it's corny or, or not, but but replace the word love with your own name and, and test. Give, you know, see how you're doing. Nick is patient. Nick is kind. Nick is not, does not boast, does, does not envy. You know, is that true? If you can, if you can replace your name, uh, place the word love with your name, you know, it's a, it's a good way to test, you know, your ability to love. So that's what I've heard. Kind of corny, but I don't know, might be a, a useful exercise for for everybody. So we'll stop there and we'll close with a word of prayer. Uh, good and gracious God, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the many gifts that you have given us so that we can love others. Help us to be more patient and kind. Help us to share your love with others so that everyone would know that they are loved and everyone would know that you are with them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you soon.